Bundle up, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Brian Grant. Brian, are you ready to do this? Let's do it, George. All right, let's go. Brian is an intermittent fasting expert. He's a wellness coach, an author, and a human movement specialist. Specialist, Brian, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Yeah, well, um, gosh, I've been in health and wellness for 20 years now. Uh, I did it just in the beginning for myself and then realized I really enjoyed it and wanted to help others. So I uh, gosh, I've been training individuals in and out of, of small studio for uh, almost over 15 years. And yeah, I just enjoy I just enjoy helping others and and health and wellness is uh, obviously a big, <laughs> a big uh, growing field. It's been growing for a while. And yeah, I just I um I'm passionate about it and um I never I you know so, some people that get in the health and wellness have a, like a huge story as if they they lost 50 60 70 pounds. I don't I don't have that story but I've helped others do that so that's that's gratifying. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? Do I have to have gone through some kind of massive personal transformation? <laughs> do I have to have gotten out of a million dollars of debt to become a successful financial advisor? Do I have to be 400 pounds and lose it? Well, no, certainly not. But <laughs> yeah, certain certainly not. I mean, you know, I think people get inspired by that, but you know, they also can be inspired by other people that have done it. Um, and I think, I think uh, leading by example is important, though, and I do that. So, yeah, like that's that you've been able to uh, to successfully navigate, uh, you know, diet and exercise and stressful living and everything else, and running a business for twenty years and. And be a healthy human being, well adjusted, which I'm sure that you are, Brian, is 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 certainly mm-hmm. a testament to that. So although there are lots of people getting into health and wellness and it's a massive field, we're not necessarily making a dent, are we? Or maybe we are. There's still a lot of people who are struggling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 um it's sort of sad in the sense that you think that we'd make more of a dent. I think that you were sort of fighting a few things. We're fighting just government guidelines that were wrong and we're fighting um, as far as what to eat. And then we're also fighting um, big, big, big money, big food, big pharma, and they control a lot. So, you know, all the food that's out there, not all, but a lot of it is out there so that you can have more of it. And it's highly palatable and uh, addictive to some degree. So I think you're fighting some things there. And that's why I think it's been difficult for some people um, as they age. And you're also fighting your age too, right? It doesn't get any easier as you get older because I work a lot with people that are, you know, 40 plus, 50 plus, and, you know, you got to make tweaks and it's a little bit different. You're not 25 years old. You can't get away with those things anymore too. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a reality. I'm 43 years old and it, it, it becomes more difficult with age to, <laughs> to either build, strength and muscle or, or, or lose that stubborn belly fat or wherever it is that you carry your fat. Mm-hmm. So those are big problems. Government guidelines that were incorrect, the food pyramid. I think if we're not aware of that, it's not what we're supposed to be doing. It's not healthy. And then big food is massive. Big pharma is massive. And then we get older. So I take it all back. The, the, these are compelling reasons as to why it is that, that, <laughs> that, that, that we're overweight. So it's, it's literacy. It's actually understanding what we should be putting in our mouths and when, um, and, 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 and how relative is that? Yeah, I think it's all relative. 
everything plays a role. I think that's that's one thing that sometimes gets lost is the importance of obviously what you put in your body when you do it, and then other things like stress and sleep and uh, gosh, uh, activity. Those are those play a big role as well. I think if you know if someone's not sleeping well, then a lot of the other things don't really matter, right? So, I think you have to look at it as a like sort of as a whole piece of a pie, and 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 try to take one thing at a time and conquer it. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of it's you know kind of a play on words, small bites. I I, I can't lose fifty pounds in a week. And I can't, I just can't make big changes all at once. So if I know, okay, I could take small bites and just need to exercise 20 minutes this time or little things here or there, then I can get my arms around it versus trying to tackle this huge problem all at once. Yeah. I mean, I think more people should follow that, that rhetoric. I mean, take one thing at a time, do small things. I mean, the the bottom line is a lot of times people come to me and they've put on 20, 30 pounds, but they haven't done that in a year or two. This has (laughs) been done over... (laughs) This has been done over like decades, right? So it's like you can't expect to lose that weight so quick as well. You have to be patient. And I think that's a big thing is being patient. You know, even if you can get to the point where uh, it's a pound a week, I think is is just a good place to start. But not even getting so caught up in the scale, more so just um, doing the small things every single day that you know, that'll make a difference. And, 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 you know, I have to add it up after, you know, a year or two or three. But that's not necessarily sexy, right? So we need to change our perspective on what sustainable health really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you, for example, I'll just say like, we talk, I talk about fasting, right? Like fasting's you have a lot of tools. Fasting is a tool. I think it can be overdone. I think that it's a great way to give you boundaries. And I think boundaries for people can really help because if we don't have those, then, well, if we don't have a time that we're going to actually cut off our eating window at, let's say, seven, eight o'clock, then that's when late night snacking comes into play. And that's when you know those bad habits just accumulate. So I think just creating these realistic boundaries that fit in your lifestyle so it's long-term and sustainable, I think is really important. Yeah, it's 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 got to fit. If I could have the greatest wellness diet and exercise program in the world, but if I'm like, there's just no way that I'm going to be able to do that, then it's, 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 it's wrong. It's bad for me then. No doubt about it. I think what happens a lot of times is, especially now with, because I have my own podcast, you have your own podcast, but like, especially in the health and wellness podcast, I mean, you could find something on everything. <laughs> you could find a fruitarian who's thriving. You can find a carnivore who's thriving. But I think most importantly is a self-experimentation that should be done. And uh, I talked about this on my last podcast with a buddy of mine, Brad Kearns. And you know, there's people who do keto and they thrive and they're doing great, but there's also other people who do keto and their their thyroids go in the in the gutter. Um, they're not sleeping well and they have maybe even high blood sugar from that after a while, fasting blood sugar. So yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to a self-experimentation. I really do and define what fits into your schedule and and what you can do in a sustainable manner for a long time. So how do you how do you help people track that, or how do I go down that 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 path of figuring out what works for me? Yeah, it's a good question. 
you gotta, you gotta track, you gotta, you gotta first find out where you're at. And, you know, I like to do DEXA scans are great. I mean, they're, they can be a little bit expensive, but I, they're all over the place now. And, and so that's a great way to sort of just see where you're at with lean mass, body fat percentage, um, bone mass, and, and, and a lot more, you probably don't need everything that's measuring, but I would say those are the main things, fat mass and visceral fat, which is around the waist. So, you know, once you have that, then I think getting a, getting a blood panel, you don't have to do a blood panel every month, but doing it maybe every four months or, you know, just sort of that's, you know, seeing where you're at. So getting a comprehensive blood panel, doing a DEXA scan, I think is a good place to start. And then, and then, you know, decide what, what you want to do and, 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 and then you can sort of reassess at four or six months down the road. So it makes sense. So if I, I need to figure out where I am and then I need to figure out where I want to go, or right. you can inverse those certainly. Um, I, I bet that, that people don't really spend a lot of time thinking about that. Like, what are your actual goals? No, for sure. I think that one of the things I like to do with clients is figure out, you know, why they want to lose weight or why why have they come to me? Um, are they do they have a you know a health scare? Do they want to be around for their grandchildren? You know, I think digging into the why is really important as well, right? Like having those numbers and oh, I want to lose ten pounds. Great. Well, why? You know, do you want to do this? I mean, a lot of people pick events. They have a wedding or this or that, but. Yeah. I think it's got to run a little bit deeper for that, for you to really maybe make it long-term and, and consistent. Just losing weight for the sake of losing weight. I, I can't imagine that that's going to check that sustainability box. Like, okay, so you want me to cut out snacking just for the sake of doing it. I, I can't imagine that that's enough to actually make the sacrifice that that's going to require and to make massive shifts in the way that I interact with food and my entire lifestyle. It needs to be tied to something that's, 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 that's bigger. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It won't move the needle for most people. Some people, you know, there are some people who who will, but, um, uh, what's, what's sort of the sad thing is a lot of times people wait until like there's a health scare and they're like, Oh, my doctor told me this or, you know, uh, yeah, I've, I have, I'm pre-diabetic or, and, uh, not that it's, it's never too late to make changes, but I think that more people should be proactive about it before they get a health scare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was interesting just for me personally, when I was approaching 40 years old, it's like, okay. And I've got young kids that is this, is this the body that I want to take with me into older age? Right. And like, oh, that's a fairly profound question and that's something to be thinking about. But the answer was no, that I, I wasn't feeling great and I needed to adjust lifestyle. I needed to stop drinking so much. I needed to pay more attention to my diet. And so it, it was a lot. Um, but to your point, we need to be more proactive about this stuff. Um, you have time to do it, but we don't have unlimited time and it gets harder as we get older. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a realization that's quite a bit of at least men and probably women come into once they're coming into their forties, I think, because, you know, like you said, you have a family of kids. A lot of times your health is put on the back burner and, and, and what people need to realize is that without their health, what do they have really? Mm -hmm. How can they care for others and do, and do the things that they want to do or, you know, help others do what they want to do. So 
yeah, it is a realization that a lot of people come to. And um, obviously being in your forties, you have still have plenty of time, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, better late than never. That's for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's sort of contrary to uh, what we think about as parents is that I want to put everybody else first and I want to give, 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 give. But to your point, if I don't put myself first, then I'm not available to show up at my highest level or a high level to do the things that I want to do. So putting myself first is not a selfish thing. It's actually a very, very healthy and smart thing. Yeah, I completely agree. And putting yourself first and leading by example for your kids, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're eating and you're working out, Trust me, they they see that, and you know that that that's that's habits that they can possibly ingrain as well. So, I know that that you are uh, an intermittent fasting expert, and I think that that seems to be bubbling up in the in 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 in, in the world in more popularity. And you mentioned it's good and bad, and I guess if I just stopped eating, then that would be anorexia, and it would not be healthy. But <laughs> that sweet spot. What do you think? And I'm just going to ask a personal question. What do you think about doing a 24-hour fast occasionally? Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. I think that um, I I occasionally do them. I've I've been fasting for quite a while. You know, intermittent fasting for quite a while. And you know, there's days where you know now I'm actually testing it out and seeing how I do. And I've opened the window up a little bit more. And I've I've done some of the DEXAs and just seeing how it affects me and 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 this and that. But if you've never done fasting, I think that easing your way into it. I think if you just want to jump into a twenty four hour, I mean, you 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 know, you should probably do it under supervision. But you'll most likely just be fine. <laughs> um, I think we'll all be fine if we skip a meal here and there. It's not going to be the end <laughs> of the world. <laughs> um, but you know, you can ease your way into that if you've never done it. Perhaps do sixteen eight. And then eighteen six, and then twenty four, and then, and then, and then you're like, you know what? I, I'm going to just do a day fast and, uh, and and you know, skip a few meals or go from a dinner to a dinner. And I think there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I mean, again, it's a, it's a tool. It's not something that you need to abuse, but it's a tool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's all super interesting. So. And given my body, so when 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 we fast, my I I I sort of think that. And you just correct me and tell me I'm wrong or tell me if I'm close, that it just gives our body an opportunity to be focused on doing other things other than simply processing food. Yeah. I, I think that's a great way to put it. It really does. It, you know, gives the gut gives the gut a rest um and mental clarity, concentration, things like that. I mean, you are turning on counter regulatory hormones, so you're getting that those the the rush of maybe um um adrenaline and things like that. And um, you know, a bit of stress hormones, because, you know, obviously it's like, if you, if you don't have food, your body will, will, will sort of get into, you know, turn on those counter, counter regulatory hormones, which is fine every once in a while. I think, you know, you can overdo it, but yes, I mean, people get increased energy for a while and, you know, you, you can, um, you know, get into a bit of, uh, you know, fat burning and you hear ketosis is a big thing. Um, cell cleansing, things like that. So yeah, your, your body is, 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 um, is going to turn its attention to other things other than digestion because digest digestion is obviously takes a lot of energy. Um, so yeah, no, there it's, it, it definitely, that's a good way of putting it. In terms of, um, 
In terms of ongoing monitoring of our body, you, you mentioned DEXA scan and blood panels. Are there other things that are other other tools that you recommend or use for just continually monitoring my health? Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if for example, if there's not a DEXA scan in your area, you know, doing just simple measurements, you know, hip and, and waist ratio to, you know, um, God, you could do chest and arm, you know, like if you're, especially if you're getting into lifting and you just want to see, you know, if you're growing in, in, in the right area. So I think those, you know, waist circumference, those are just simple things that even the eye test, right? <laughs> I think we all know how our clothes fit and how we feel. I think those are the most important things. So yeah, if you don't have a DEXA scan or if it's whatever too expensive, then, then doing those just simple, just measurements, I think, uh, will give you a good, good enough baseline. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then getting in the habit of it. I mean, for me, again, I'm always trying to figure out how can I fit this in and make it a habit so I don't have to, oh, shoot, that's right. I was supposed to do it on this day. But if I do it, you know, the first Sunday of every month or something like that, if I take those measurements or this is the day that I do that, um, how, how do you do you think that that's a smart thing? Yeah, I mean, there's people who weigh themselves every day. I don't I think that's a little bit of overkill, but. If you want to pick a day every week that you want to weigh yourself just to get a sort of feel for where you're at. But again, this could be deceiving, especially if you're you're lifting, which obviously is important as well, resistance training. So um, but yeah, I would say that as far as doing the measurements is concerned, I think you don't have to do that every week. You could probably do that once a month, but you'll get a feel for how your clothes fit as well. So you probably won't even need to do any measurements. Yeah. Well that that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know. You'll know. It 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 is a I mean, it's a it's a challenge and an opportunity because it's 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 a lot when we go through those different factors that you were talking about, about diet and exercise and stress and sleep and environmental considerations. Um, I really think that it is an advertisement for working with somebody who can sort of guide you through. Um I, I think that there's so much value in that. So yeah. on that, Brian, thank you for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage? Yeah. Uh, BrianGrin.com. Um, and everything's on there. I got a, I got a book coming out in like a month. So that's exciting. And um, nice. yeah, you can just reach out and, you know, set up just a short call and see if you're fit and things like that. But I, I, I just to go off your point, like having a coach in, all areas of your life, I think, or in the areas that you really want to focus on, it's important. Um, and that's the main thing I would say that I, I would do is hold, hold individuals accountable. I think that's what really needs to be done. That's sort of the missing piece for a lot of people. So, okay, I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Brian your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to BrianGrin.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-G-R-Y-N.com and check out all the great resources that Brian has on there and also keep an eye out for his new book coming out soon. Thanks again, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.